sins away. Oh, say much I'm glad. From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in Middle Tennessee, in the southern suburbs of Nashville, in the city of Murfreesboro, this is Dr. Shelton Smith, and this is Making a Difference. Welcome to Friday. It is a good day to serve the Lord, a good day to rejoice, and I'm thankful that you're along with us today. We're grateful for the privilege we have to be right here on this station at this time, five days a week, and we hope that you'll join us as many days during the week as you possibly can. Let me remind you that tomorrow is September the 11th. Let's not forget the 3,000 Americans who died on that day. And let's not forget that the enemy still exists and is still a real threat to all of us. Let's pray that God will help us to save our nation, preserve our nation, and preserve and protect all of us in the process. And since the weekend is in front of us, let me urge you to be in church on Sunday. I'm talking about Sunday morning and Sunday night. I'm talking about taking your family and just being in the Lord's house on the Lord's day. You'll be blessed. You'll be helped. Find a good, solid, Bible-believing church in your area and go to church on Sunday morning and Sunday night. I encourage you to do that. I think you'll be glad that you did. This weekend, starting on Sunday morning, I'll be at the Trinity Baptist Church in Warrington, Virginia. In fact, I'll be there Sunday morning, Sunday night, and then Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday this week. And I want to encourage our friends in Northern Virginia and the surrounding areas. This is only 40 miles from the nation's capital, right on Route 29. I mean, the church sits right on the big Route 29 highway, and I want to encourage you to come and join us. Be in our meetings there. We'll have a great time Sunday through Wednesday this week at Trinity Baptist Church of Warrington. Now, let's look together today at our study. This is actually the 12th in a series of messages that I've given you about people who made good decisions, people in the Bible who had no scandal, nothing in their life that would bring shame to the testimony that they had, but they lived a good, godly life and made good decisions along the way. And the decisions made a difference about who they were and what they did. Let me take you today in our 12th study to the first chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, to the story of Joseph and Mary. Now, I know this is not Christmas, but I want you to understand this is in the Bible for all time, not just for Christmas Day. And this very precious story is the testimony of two people who made right decisions. They made the right call at several points along the way. Let's read from chapter 1 of Matthew, verse 18. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophets, saying, talking about Isaiah, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. And Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not 
till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Now, here's the story. This young couple, Joseph and Mary, are engaged. The term betrothed is sometimes used in this regard, but when it says that they were espoused, it does not mean that they were yet fully married, but it does mean that it was like what we call an engagement. They were not married. I make that point very strongly. And the Bible clearly says here they had not been intimate with each other. Something Nonetheless, most unexpected happened. I mean, absolutely stunning did it happen when it was discovered that she was, as the Bible says here, with child. That means that Mary was pregnant and that child was obviously going to become obvious. The unborn child, her state, was going to become obvious pretty soon. And because of this, it was certainly going to create a stir. But in order to keep that from happening, Joseph, at first full of doubts and wondering if she had betrayed him and if she had been somehow unfaithful, he knew he had not been with her. But this all, of course, brought up all these issues. And so things are really about to be shaken up until the Lord speaks to Joseph and tells him that everything is just like it needs to be. The Lord has indeed chosen her to bring the Messiah into the world. Now, we need to understand something about Joseph. Verse 19 tells us a little bit. Joseph is a godly man. He's thinking the worst at this moment, and yet, even as he contemplated dissolving the contract of marriage that they were planning to have, the Lord brought him the news that he needed to hear, that literally the Lord was involved in this. Verse 21 indicates that her bringing forth this son was going to be of the Lord's doing, and in anticipation of the Messiah, Joseph listened very carefully to what the Lord gave him. I want to say also Mary. Not only was Joseph a godly man, Mary was a godly young woman. She was indeed what we would call a pure person in the sense that she had behaved herself, she had made her life to be what it should be in representing the Lord. Now, we have established Joseph is a godly man, Mary is a godly lady, and yet they have a child coming, and the birth is, in fact, right on schedule. Verse 25 of chapter 1, verse 1 of chapter 2 tells us that Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Now, right about this time, some other things are going to happen. Joseph has already made a good decision about how he's going to handle this. Mary, uh, no doubt, has made a good decision about following him and how to handle this. But when we get into chapter 2, they learned that Herod was going to become an obstacle to this whole thing. And the result of that is they followed again the instructions of the Lord. They fled down into Egypt in order to protect the life of the young child. And this would fulfill what the Lord had already said in the Bible, that out of Egypt have I called my son. So listen, all of this is taking place right on schedule. The Lord's word is involved in this. And at the same time, Joseph and Mary continue to follow the directions that they're getting from the Lord. Now, they were down there for an extended period of time. Uh, Herod issued that great command that all of the babies two years of age and under would be slaughtered. So we have a massacre of innocent young children there. And at the same time, Jesus is fully protected because he's not there. Well, Herod died. And upon returning to Israel, the Lord told Joseph that he could return. And he did. But the fact is, the new ruler was also a bad guy. He was also a problem for them. And so warned of the Lord, he did not come back to Jerusalem, did not come back to Bethlehem, but he went instead to the Galilee. 
And there we learn in chapter 2, verses 22 and 23, that Joseph followed the directions that God gave him. And once again, it will fulfill what the Lord had said, that Jesus, the Messiah, would be called a Nazarene because he's going to grow up now in Nazareth. So all of this, listen, just step by step by step. And whenever you get over into Luke and a greater, longer account of all of this, uh, chapter 2 of Luke, then the angel of the Lord says about the coming of the Lord Jesus, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And so, dear friends, what we have here in this passage, Joseph goes first to Bethlehem. He's going to come back now, Luke chapter 2 tells us, to Bethlehem for this taxing. And again, all of this is fulfilling the promises of God. All of this is taking the Word of God into full account. And Joseph, step by step by step, it is simply obvious that he is following the Lord, and Mary is following right along, both of them, Joseph and Mary. Look at the decisions they've made here. One after another, they have made good decisions because they are attuned to the Lord. They are listening to what God tells them. They are making every effort to do exactly what the Lord has instructed them to do. So the essence of their story, just like all of these others that we've looked at in our previous studies here about the good decision makers, Joseph and Mary they start out, they've got a godly direction in their life. They are faithful. They listen to God. They are obedient. They are not complaining because of all of the complications that come here. And I'm telling you, this whole story, this whole scenario is a really staggering, stunning type of thing. And if it had gotten public too early, what a sensational thing it would have created and all kinds of stress and difficulty. But because they made good decisions, they handled this thing like it needed to be handled, and the result is, in fact, very, very good. So, once again, here in study number 12, we have a couple this time, Joseph and Mary, who have made good decisions, and the results have been very good. Now, this is going to be the final one of these that I'm going to do with you. Uh, obviously, there are others in the Bible we could do, but we've done 12 of these, and I think the point has been made here that if we make good decisions, good things come. And let me rehearse just briefly. Remember Joshua? He was the first one we did. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That was a life-impacting decision. Then there was Isaiah, who said, here am I, send me. What an impact that had upon his life. Then there was Daniel, who purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. That, too, was greatly impacting upon him and upon others. Then there was John the Baptist, who announced, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Then there was Andrew, who got saved and immediately went out to find his brother and brought him to Jesus. Then we looked at Stephen, the deacon, the first one in that list of what I'm calling deacons in Acts chapter 6, Stephen got on fire for the Lord and was preaching courageously and was martyred because of that. His great decision, though, was powerful in that he was greatly used of the Lord. And then there was Philip, Acts chapter 8, who really set a pattern for us because he was preaching to the Samaritans who were not fully Jews. He was preaching then to the one man, the Ethiopian, the black man from Africa, and all of the racial things that people get hung up on sometimes. Literally, if you read the Bible, you'll understand if you get things right with the Lord, you do what you ought to, the racial issues dissolve. They go away. We do not judge people based 
based on the color of their skin, but instead we treat everybody with respect. That becomes obvious if you study that little biography there of Philip. And then we looked at Paul, the great apostle Paul, Saul of Tarsus, the persecutor of Christians became Paul the preacher, Paul the scripture writer, Paul the missionary, Paul the great soul winner. I'm telling you, his decision on the road to Damascus in Acts chapter 9 was a powerful decision that not only impacted him, but many, many others. Then we looked at Lydia, the damsel, Mrs. Jailer, Lois, Eunice, Timothy. Then yesterday, Joseph in the Old Testament, and now today, Joseph and Mary. All of these folks, listen, they were good decision makers, and those good decisions led to good things. And their bios, some of them just very brief, but their biographies in the Bible are there for our learning and our admonition. And dear friend, you say, why would, why would you be giving us these brief studies on these characters in the Bible? These are people who did well. No scam, no scandal, no shame in their life. They just decided that they would follow the Lord. They stuck with it throughout their life, and they had a good influence on others. And what I'm saying today, I've said to you several times, you and I can do exactly the same thing. In our life, in our world, where we are, at our job, at our school, at our church, in our family, you and I too can be a good decision maker, and it'll impact us, and it'll influence others. Look, I look forward to being back here again with you on Monday, and I trust that you'll join me then when we'll have a new series of studies. But in the meantime, be sure to be in church on Sunday, and don't forget to write to me and let me know that you hear the broadcast. I will be delighted to hear from you. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099 Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. I look forward to hearing from you, and I trust you'll have a great weekend. God bless you. Have a good rest of this day, and goodbye for now.